Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right. We are going live, and uh, we're talking about all things uh, mistakes. <laughs> um, I actually want to talk about mistakes that some of you are making in the group, as well as some of the clients that I've got. I've got a personal trip planned tomorrow. I'm headed to Seattle for a couple days. Going to go uh, find myself in a cottage in the woods by myself. Really, just be thinking about where Empowered Man is and where I wanted to go. Um, we've just, we're just super blessed, you know. Like the the fact is that we get to serve some of the greatest guys uh, around, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy about the clients we serve and the level of clients we serve. And at the level that we do it at, we're continuously getting better. We just brought on a new coach um, that's helping me in the system. Uh, if you see him in the group named Chase Sayer, uh, he's also a therapist in his background, and we're excited to have him on the team. So lots of new things happening, lots of great stuff uh, moving and shaking and, and all of that. So um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that before I talked about today's training. So there's a lot of you that are new in the group. You know, we've grown from around 500 people to 1,300 people in a matter of two months. Um, and so we've had a lot of new people come in. And sometimes when you're new to a group, uh, you kind of look for the social norms, right? You, you kind of sit back and you look and go, okay, who's posting, who's saying stuff, and does this resonate with me? Um, and, and I want to be very clear about some things. Uh, that is that, that, that as the group owner, um, as the CEO of Empowered Man, that I have expectations for this group, that this group wouldn't just be, uh, you know, some sort of sort sort of group that you know exists in a vacuum, if you will, right? That doesn't just kind of look at life and go, okay, well, my life is fucked up and my wife is fucked up and she's cheating on me and all these things, and you get so overly focused on what she's doing and you're not looking at what you're doing. Okay, so if you notice, I like to actually, uh, uh, you know, basically say to guys, hey, look, if you are, would pay attention to yourself, if you would pay attention to what is going on in your life, things will change. Okay. Um, now, some of you come in with the idea that, you know, I'm coming to this group because I want to learn how to save my marriage. I want to learn how to, to, to say the right thing, to do the right thing. And I'm hoping that with just that one silver bullet, Everything will change. My wife will love me again. We'll be singing, you know, fa-la-la again. And whatever, fuck, I don't know. I just made that up. You know, we'll be doing all these things and life will be great. But guys, that's not reality. It's not reality. The reality is, is that whether your wife has left you for another person or whether your wife has said, you know what? I don't want to be married to you anymore. Whatever the realities of your situation, that is the reality that she is no longer your wife at this moment. And you are making decisions that whether you want to still stay married to her or not, that are potentially pushing her away, okay? And not only are you pushing her away, but you are wasting the fucking pain. You hear me say this all the time. Stop wasting the fucking pain, right? What you're going through has driven you to taking an action. Some of you are in this group. You're in a group for the first time because you're driven to take action, you know, some of you might normally you're used to just like watching NASCAR and drinking beer or others of you are just like all you care about is playing golf all the time or others of you all you care about is traveling and making money for your business. 
And all of a sudden, all of you converge upon this one place with the hope that somebody somewhere has some fucking answers because I don't know what the hell is happening. So if that's you, then I want you to pay attention to this training today. I am going to be talking about the top five, top five mistakes that you are making right now if you are facing this type of situation. Now, <laughs> I will throw this caveat out here. I am not an attorney. I am not a financial planner or a guru or anything like that. I do not have legal ability to, to tell you how to do things that are legal. I don't have the ability to therapize you. I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach, a mentor, a man who's lived through 17 years of hell <laughs> and got his freedom. Okay, so what I'm about to share with you are the five mistakes that I'm seeing most guys, if not a lot of guys, if not every guy, make, whether it's before they come work with us in our VIP program or sometimes during the VIP program. You know, I'm on a lot of coaching calls. Right now we have around 30 clients and we're constantly moving pieces and in and out of different lives and different situations that are happening. And I hear all the shit. I hear all the shit all the time. So number one mistake that I see or here in the group and as well as clients sometimes is moving out of your house or bedroom. Ugh. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. And that's because a lot of times what happens is when a wife is not happy, she says, I can't do this anymore. And she says, I got to get out. Uh, you, you know, she's like, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. So you got to leave. I'm going to take care of the kids and you get your ass out. And <clears throat> I don't know if it's like, the maternal instinct in her or what, but she basically makes it sound like you don't have a choice. You better get the fuck out. And a lot of you are like, you're just so thrown off and you're like, okay, okay, I'll leave. I'll leave. I, I don't, you know, I don't know where I'll go, but I'll go somewhere. And it's like, dude, why, why the fuck are you leaving? Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm on the phone with someone and they're like, well, Mark, I just, I just left. Why? Because she said you didn't want to be married to anymore to me anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. So what you did was you said, well, fine, I'm going to take my ball and play somewhere else. And you took a defensive posture instead of a leadership posture. And so in your defensive nature, you said, fine, I'm moving, I'm leaving. And you go and you cry in your little hole in your corner or your little place in some basement somewhere, instead of being a leader and saying, Hey, sounds like you're having some issues. You may need to work on those. Uh, obviously I've caused some issues here as well. So I'm going to go work on those, but I'm not leaving my house. I pay the mortgage. I pay the rent. I pay a portion, contribute, whatever. I take care of the kids, whatever it is you fucking contribute. And so therefore, if it's your house, don't leave. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated. We like to overcomplicate it for some reason. Um, and again, I think it's because of shame because of guilt, because of the idea that we say, hey, you know what? My wife wants me out, so I'm just going to give that to her. Well, why? <laughs> You're not being a leader when you do that. You're just leaving, going sleeping on the couch or going and sleeping in somebody else's room or, or basement or whatever. Like, that's not you leading. That's you retreating. You can either be a leader or you can be a retreater. It's up to you. That should be a t-shirt. Leader or retreater. All right, number two, 
Here's the big thing I see in the group, especially with you new guys, because you're not used to me. You're not used to my style. You're not used to who we are at the Empowered Man and what we do in our VIP program. So you're used to seeing men's groups, men's empowerment, whatever. And you come into a group like this and you're like, yeah, man, my bitch wife did this thing. And or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, fuck that hoe. And, and I kicked her ass to the curb. And you're just like posing, wearing your little fig leaf, protecting your dick. Okay. We don't, we don't, we don't do that shit in here. Uh, we don't allow complaining. We don't allow whining, right? I'm going to call you out if I see that shit. And here's why, because again, you're not being a leader when that happens, right? You're not being a leader when those types of things happen, because what you're doing is you're literally just saying, Hey, I have a problem with my wife and instead of addressing the problem, I'm going to come here and dump to all these strangers about how bad my wife is so I can find some other man to commiserate with my pain and, and make me feel better about my pain instead of actually fucking dealing with my pain. Okay. There's another thing I've noticed too, and that is where, where guys will just like complain and bash and then when you ask them, hey, what are you doing? They'll say nothing. Okay. Well, what are you doing to work on you though? I mean, the fact of the matter is whether your wife's cheating on you or just you've been an asshole and says she doesn't love you anymore, you still have work to do. Like there's not one of us, not one of us, including myself, especially myself, both hands raised. I have lots of work to do. Every single one of us has work to do. But here's the thing is that men we like to pose in front of other men. We like to pretend like we have the biggest dick in the room. We like to pretend like we're the smartest guy in the room. Instead of admitting our weaknesses and failures, because that says shame, that says, oh, you're like a little boy, instead of coming to grips with, hey, this is not an area of, of strength for me. I don't care if you crush it in the boardroom or the golf course or, or in the bedroom. The fact of the matter is, is you're in this group you come to this arena, you come to the VIP community, you, you join our coaching program for the purpose of growing, not going through, but growing through what you're going through, okay? And we're going to call you to that, not because I have some chip on my shoulder and I just want to beat men down emotionally. Maybe there's groups out there that like that. They, have, they get a weird kick out of like emotionally abusing other men and making them feel like dog shit. I'm not here to do that. What I'm here to do is call the fucking greatness out of you. Is to, is to find the gold in you and say, hey, there's more to you than this relationship. There's more to you than being a dad. There's more to you than what's happening around you and to you. Because the fact of the matter is, is when you man up, when you be, become empowered, when you make decisions to move forward in your life, it doesn't matter what's coming at you because then you start to recognize you have what it takes and that you can go forward and not keep looking backwards. So number two, complaining and whining. I see that all of the time. All right, number three, being clingy. Being clingy is the woof. That is one of the worst things. Asking her constantly, will you come back to the relationship? I get it, man. You're in pain. You're in pain. And when a wife walks out, it's devastating. Because for most men, we don't see it coming. We never see it coming. Hindsight is 2020. 
When we look back in hindsight, when I have my clients go through certain exercises in our program and they start to see the amount, the impact of their actions and their words on their wives, it blows their mind because they start to see, oh my gosh, yeah, you know what? She fucked up, but so did I. So did I. And the only way you're going to come to grips with that is if you stop being so damn clingy and you start to focus on you. We're going to talk about that more in a second. So stop being clingy. Stop, stop trying to treat her like your wife right now. She is not your wife right now. If she has said, I'm done with this marriage, if she has said, I want out of this marriage, if she is having an affair, she is dead. She's dead. The woman you knew, the wife you had is dead. Until she decides to come back to the marriage, until she decides, I want to be married to you again, she's dead. It's as simple as that. We make it hard because we can't accept that she's dead. That she's dead. We can't accept it. We can't. We're just like like someone who actually physically dies, and we go into a state of shock. And we're like, no, it can't be. It's not possible. There's no way they could have died. There's no way. And we say the same thing when it comes to our marriage when it's over. And we say, there's no way. It's impossible. I've got to save it. I've got to somehow bring it together for my kids, for all these things, and and and, and all this stuff. And you can't. You can't control what another person does. Even the greatest genie alive will say, I can't make someone fall in love with you. Well, guess what? Neither can I. I can't save your marriage. Anybody else that tells you they can save your marriage is full of shit. Full of shit. And I've seen their arguments as to why. I don't care. I've seen your case studies. I've also saved marriages quote unquote, but I'm never saving marriages. It's the woman and the man deciding, Hey, you know what? We're going to be strong together. Let's work this out. That's how a marriage gets saved. It's when both people look at the weaknesses in their life and they begin to say, you know what, what we have done and how we have lived is not acceptable. And so therefore we must work on ourselves so that we can have a healthy marriage. That is how you save a marriage. It's not by me going, okay, here's what I want you to do. You're going to say this thing and then you're going to go over here and then you're going to buy her these roses and then you're going to go get her this ring and then you're going to do this. And then you're going to take that list of all the things that she told you that you did wrong in the marriage and you don't fix every single one of those things. And you're going to drive yourself fucking sane, insane. Because you're trying so hard to bring her back. It's like you've got these, this vice grip. The, the, you're, you're white knuckling like an addict trying not to do drugs again. That's you white knuckling trying to save your marriage. And man, I'm telling you, if you stop focusing on saving the marriage, you actually have a chance to save the marriage. And that is because women don't leave men because... He was kind of a jerk. They leave men because there's a lack of emotional and sometimes physical connection. And until you learn how to emotionally connect with another human being, which means being vulnerable, which means not lying. There's a lot of fucking liars that I get on calls with. There's a lot of liars in this group. 
posting stuff and saying shit that isn't true. Fact of the matter is, we all want heaven. We all want perfection. We all want life to go back to the way it was. But life may never return to the way it was because maybe life has something better for you. Maybe the marriage you're supposed to have hasn't happened yet. Maybe the marriage that will make you come alive, maybe the woman that will make you come alive, you haven't even met yet. Now, I'm not doing that to, to naysay anybody that wants to save their marriage and say, well, that's impossible. Just move on. Just get a divorce. I'm not saying that. And you know that I do not recommend that. We never tell anybody to get a divorce unless there's serious abuse happening or serious affairs happening. And that person is not coming back. Sometimes you need the truth serum. But the fact of the matter is you have to choose. Am I worth this person? Think about that for a second. The way you're being treated right now and what is happening, are you worth that or are you worth more? Think about that. Are you worth more than what you're getting right now? All right, let's go on to the next one because I could go on and on for some of these. The next one is staying in a dysfunctional, toxic marriage for your kids. Uh oh, I think I just opened up Pandora's box. Some of you have this really, uh, I would say, skewed view of marriage because of what you've been through. And so you look at, I've been, you know, my, I was a product of divorce. And so I think, well, gosh, there's no way then I could divorce this person, or there's no way I could separate, or there's no way I could allow the divorce to go through. Now, again, I'm not talking about, just shit's happened and she says, I'm having an affair. And so then you were like, you're done and, and that's that. And you just divorce her. I'm talking about situations where guys are staying and staying in the midst of all this toxic shit and allowing like no boundaries, allowing her to sleep around, allowing her to do whatever for the sake of your children or for the sake of maintaining a home for your kids. Let me tell you, that's dysfunctional. That is not healthy. Your kids need a healthy environment. Now, you know, I'm a believer that kids need a mom and a dad, and that's the healthiest thing for them is to have both. That's my personal beliefs. I think the science backs it up and that's where we're at. However, however, if children are being overly exposed to a toxic relationship, meaning there's a lot of toxic conversation, meaning there's a lot of yelling and screaming and arguing and fighting, a lot of sabotage, a lot of, you know, emotional distress over time, that's worse for them then you getting a divorce. Now, there's going to be guys that are going to disagree with me and there's going to be guys that are going to hate me for that and that's fine. You do you, boo. You do you. Okay? And I get it and I understand why because I grappled with the same fucking thing. I grappled with it from a, ch a child's perspective. I grappled with it from a faith and a religious perspective because my faith, my religion said you don't divorce unless it's like a dire so all of those things I have been through the fire of. And so if you want to call me to task on it, fine, call me to task on it. But I'm not going to make excuses for the fact that some of you are just fucking afraid. You're afraid to live the life you were called to because you keep thinking that I've got to save this thing that is dead and that may not ever have life. Again, 
I'm not saying you just, as soon as she walks out the door, you're like, all right, fine, bye. I, yeah, stand, stand for your marriage, fight for your marriage, fine, do that. But there's going to come a point where you're going to have to have boundaries and you're going to have to draw the line and you're going to have to figure out what do I want? Who am I? Where the fuck am I going? And that leads me to the final mistake that I see guys making all of the time, including in my group sometimes, uh, or in my, in my client training sometimes I see this, but most of it's here, right here in this regular empowered man, basic one-on-one group where we train guys, we help you for free. We want to give you as much content as possible. We want to make you feel empowered as possible. But the fact of the matter is the fifth thing that I see all the time is that you are not focusing on you. You come into this group and you're like, my wife did this and this happened and all this and all this and this and that and this. And what happens is you're basically just a big victim. There's this thing called the drama triangle and you have a persecutor and you have a rescuer and a victim. And everybody comes into a relationship from those different perspectives when they're unhealthy and unchecked. And a lot of you come into this relationship with a coaching uh, company like myself, a mentorship program like myself, and you come in not knowing how to even be mentored or knowing, not even knowing how to be coached, and you come in and you're like, this is my shit, and you just spew it all over the place, word vomiting, like 10 pages of shit. I've, 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 I've seen some crazy stuff guys are posting here. And you're, and it's all about her, man. It's like, and she said this and she did this. Uh, one of, one of the guys yesterday I was talking to, uh, quoted me. He said, she, 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 Yeah. I say that all the time because that's what you guys are doing. You're like, well, she, 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 and she, 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 and she, 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 it sounds stupid when you say it like that, but that's exactly what you're doing. And when I read your posts, I'm like, this is so stupid because it's all about another person and something you can't control. And all you want to do is whine and complain and hope somebody will just go, you're right, brother. Gosh, that bitch doesn't deserve you. Bro, this is not that kind of group. And yeah, there's some of you in here that do that because I can't check on everything. But I'm going to tell you right now, watch this video. I'm telling you right now, that is not how I believe. Now, does that mean I won't validate your feelings? No, of course not. You're feeling a certain way. Hey, I understand it's tough. Right? I'm not here to say it's not tough. I've lived through the shit. I have earned my right to say it's tough, but I've also earned my right to say you need to fucking grow up and you need to start focusing on you. I have earned those stripes. Fucking wore them for 16 years. I earned those stripes. Okay? So when I say to you, you need to start focusing on you, it's not coming from a place of uh, manipulation or trying to make you do something you don't want to do. It's coming from a place of pure benefit for you. Because at the end of the day, whether your wife leaves you or not, you cannot escape you. You cannot escape you. You are with you till the day you die. Not even your wife of 60 years who lays by your bedside till you die will be with you as much as you will be with you. And, and some of you have such a, a, a pride and arrogance, a fig leaf about you that you can't like separate yourself from some of this shit. And instead of coming to grips with the fact that you're the one who allowed this person into your life, you just blame her. And you say, well, she slept around, she did this, she did that, she did this, she did that. But wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You're the one who 
attracted her into your life. And so what happens is if you don't work on you, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go right back out into that dating world and you're going to attract the same kind of woman. Or you'll attract a different woman with much different issues than the first one because you've given yourself over to this toxic way of living and that's what you're used to. You are used to this toxic nature. So let's talk about what focusing on you actually means. Focusing on you isn't just going to the gym, getting a haircut, getting new clothes, and eating right. That's the basics. Those are good. Those will help you feel a little bit better about yourself. But that is not the be-all, end-all of focusing on you. Here's what focusing on you looks like. It means you begin to look in the mirror and it means that you start to recognize how you, not her, how you contributed to the failure of your marriage. I don't care what the fuck she did. I don't care if she was the worst whore in the world. I don't care if she did drugs. I don't care about any of those things. The fact is, is you created an environment that allowed for that shit to be there. Dude, that's humbling. It's humbling. And some guys will take that and, and just totally buck the system. And they'll be like, no, 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 fuck that. No, I'm not, no, I'm not receiving that. I, I've had guys turn on me on calls, just absolutely turn on me because they're so mad at what she did. They're so hurt by her. Dude, I get it. I get the hurt. <laughs> I've been hurt. I've worn those stripes. But as a man who's come through on the other side, I'm telling you, you have got to focus on you. You've got to focus on your self-care. So working out, eating right, those are good. Those, that's self-care. That's basic self-care. But you know what else is self-care? A hobby. Starting a hobby. Doing things for yourself. Some of you might need to actually buy yourself some new shoes. You know what else is self-care? Going out and making money. Going out and actually like starting a side hustle. Uh, creating wealth for your family. Getting yourself out of poverty. Those are things you need to work on. Uh, some of you are just fucking lazy. Or you go, well, I'll work 70 hours at this blah, 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 and I make $12 an hour. Dude, that's great. I'm glad you're putting in work, but you're putting in the wrong work. And you don't recognize that because your mindset is so shallow because you only live on what you were taught and you don't actually know how to grow your mindset. So here's what else working on you is reading books, reading books, learning videos, right? You're in this program or you're in the, the free group here to do that. Okay. And that's the basics. You have a problem. You found this group. You saw my video and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. So you're in here, you're watching videos, you're, you're, you're seeing my posts, you're seeing the trainings, you're watching what other guys are doing. Maybe you're interacting or maybe you're just like a fly on the wall. There's like 1300 of you and not everyone talks. Okay. And, and, and you're just kind of like sitting there watching and all this stuff. And that's good. That's the basics. But if nobody's holding you to account, if nobody's helping you with your transformation, you're just obtaining information. And information is not what helps you grow. It's the beginning essence of that. But you can take information like you can go buy a calculus book. You and I could go buy a calculus book right now. And it may take me three years to figure out how to do a problem. I'll figure it out. I'll definitely figure it out. 
and, and maybe I'll look at some YouTube videos on it or maybe I'll do these things, and, but I'll eventually figure out how to do calculus. But imagine if you didn't have to wait three years and you could do it in eight weeks. Why the fuck would you wait three years? Some of you are doing that. Some of you are putting off today, which you could have, or putting off today for tomorrow, which you could have today. I hope that sounded right. But, but in essence, it's that you are wasting time because you would rather do it yourself. And you'd rather go, well, I, I don't need help. I'm smart. I'll figure it out. It's like, yeah, okay, you can do that if you want. If you want to waste your time and be in pain, like so many of you I follow up with, like three weeks, four weeks later, like, how are you doing, man? Man, it's just worse, man. She's doing this and she's doing that. Okay, so when are you going to start working on you? Well, I am, man. I'm in this free group and, you know, I'm reading and I'm working out and stuff. Great. That's awesome. Those are good things. But that is not the game plan you need right now. The game plan you need right now is such an, it's a, it's a whole other step above where you're at. And some of you are just clueless about it because you can't even fathom what healing looks like. You can't even fathom what it's like to communicate without grunting. Do you ever hear me say that? A lot of you just grunt. Because our brains, men's brains, are not as emotionally wired. So it's very hard for us to communicate, enunciate, articulate what we are actually feeling. And so it's time for you to learn how to articulate what you're actually feeling. It's also time for you to learn how to set a boundary so that you don't get walked all the fuck over. It's time for you to have boundaries for yourself. Time for you to have boundaries for her so that you can be healthy. I know I used to hate boundaries. I remember hearing about it for years. And I'd be like, that sounds so stupid. It doesn't make sense to me until you're in this situation. And you realize, fuck, I need boundaries because this person's taking over my life. This person's creating chaos in my life and it's got to stop. So we need boundaries. Focusing on you looks like going the next mile, going the next degree beyond what you know to be true. Okay. It's not about you just existing and, and hoping that you get it all figured out. No, it's beyond that. It is, it is, it is you realizing I don't have to do this alone. There are other men out there with me. They're willing to stand with me that even where I fail, even where I make mistakes, they're with me. They're literally an app away because I can communicate with them through an app. They're, they're literally on calls all the time with me to help me move through what I'm in right now, helping me manage the pain in a healthy way and helping me grow through it. I mean, you've seen some of the case study videos. If you haven't, you know, hit me up or whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll share some of them again. The fact is these guys, some of them actually get their relationships back and they don't even want them anymore because they're like, hey, this was an unhealthy relationship. This person has so many issues. She's not willing to work on her. She's yelling at me and saying, I need to change. I'm doing that. I'm working on me. I'm making the changes. And they get to a place of strength where they go, huh, I'm making these changes, but I'm not seeing the same thing over there. And we can't be healthy together unless she gets her shit together as well. Guys, there's a lot to do. A lot of work here. Don't be so prideful. Don't be so arrogant that you feel like, well, I got, I got it all figured out now. I don't need any help. I'm just good. Right? That's why you're in this group because you got it all figured out. If you got it all figured out, fucking leave. I don't need your ass in here. I don't need a bunch of posers, you know, with their little, their little fig leaf acting like they're something tough, you know, because they figured it out. That's not what this shit's about. This shit is about healing. It's about 
self-care. It's also about being men as leaders and leading with our communication and leading with our boundaries and leading with our own responsibility of where we contributed to the failure of the marriage. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Hopefully that was impactful. Uh, hopefully you got some good, good juice, good nuggets out of it. I'll see you guys soon. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.